The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So Father, we thank you. Lord, today we, we open our lives to you. We ask that you flood our lights with your light. Challenge us, O God of heaven. Take us higher still in you. Change us totally. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So this morning, we are um, looking at the black man. And this is season two of the series on the black man. Season one was last year. It was a two-part series. This um, season two will also be a two-part, a two-part series. Now, we'll look at the um, concept of the black man. When we say the black man, we are talking about the black race. We are not talking about the, the male man that is black. So, when you hear the black man, and we mean the black race. So the black race is male, female, um, communities, and generations of the black man. When you take a look at scriptures, you see that the Bible has um, a lot of black people in the Bible. And a lot of them did great things for God, there are notable people, notable black people in, in the Bible. And I'm going to just go through um, a few of them um, for us to, to see. So we have Nimrod. Nimrod, the founder of Babylon, was a black man. Was a black man, the son of Cush, as we're going to see um, um, subsequently. We have Keturah, Abraham's matriarch, was a black woman. We have Tamutisa, that's the Egyptian princess that adopted Moses from um, the River Nile. And we have Amose, who is the pharaoh who knew not Joseph. You know, the pharaoh that did not know Joseph was a black man. You know, then Zipporah. Um, Moses' wife was a black sister, was a black woman, you know. We see Simon of Cyrene that carried Jesus' cross. He was a black man. Simon, the black man in the Last Supper, to read the Bible well, there was a black man in the Last Supper, was a black man. Simon the nigger and Lucius of Cyrene, the prophet who set Paul on his commission, I think in Acts 13, they were black men. So we see that the, the features, or, or the Bible features black men, I mean, and not necessarily as criminals, or as slaves, or as, you know, um, crazy people, as, as, you know, people that are doing, that have done great things, and you know, and impacting their communities and, and, and all that. 
However, when we look at Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, the word of God says that I am dark but beautiful. That's where we get black and beautiful from. I'm black, black or dark, but beautiful. Oh, women of Jerusalem, dark as the tent of Kida, dark as the curtains of Solomon's tent. Don't stare at me because I am dark. The Lord or the sun has darkened my skin. My brothers, I mean, mean, this is where we're going with this. My brothers were angry with me. They forced me to care for their vineyards so that I couldn't care for myself and my own vineyards. And that has been the story of the black race for centuries and centuries. The brothers, our brothers, Jeff and Shem, forced us to care for their vineyard. You'll, I will explain who Jeff, uh, Japheth and, and Shem is um, in a bit. Yet, the black man ignores his own vineyard. Praise the name of the Lord. When we say black is beautiful, yet many times we don't feel beautiful except we wear wigs that are made of white women's hair or Indians or, you know, or that make us look like you know, there was a, I mean, a video of a, of, a, of a black woman, obviously black woman, that said that since she was born, she knew she was white. And she was convinced that she was white. So, unfortunately, we look down on ourselves. We think we are not, we can't be the best except we adopt something from the west, now from the east. And it's a big problem. Girls, little girls, buy dolls, and the dolls must be white and blonde. Otherwise, they don't like the dolls. If you give them a black girl's doll, they don't want it. Because some black girl's dolls are Ugly <laughs> and scary, and I'm honestly, I don't know why we do those kind of things. Can't we just pick the ones that are beautiful? Anyway, personally, I sure that my my daughter has dolls of black girls or black dolls. Like she plays with both. She she has both white and black, so there's no segregation, there's no discrimination. But she loves black, she loves white. Praise God. But from a young age, we tend to prefer the other and not prefer our own. Earlier on in my career, I had the privilege of traveling to a lot of countries in the world for business, technical presentation, being in the technical team of a sales team, explaining concepts of technology. And I discovered that 
my peers from the other part of the world that are Caucasians, they only know one aspect of the technology, and that's all they know. They don't even care. They don't want to know the other aspect of the technology. They just know one aspect. But we, we know that aspect. We know the other ones. We, the one they didn't send us, we've gone to read it. You know, <laughs> we, I mean, and so when we talk, and, and, and I'm trying to make reference to another aspect of tech, and they're like, mm, well, they don't really know that bit. Initially, it was a shock for me. Because unfortunately, I'd also subconsciously believed that white is better. So subconsciously, I, 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 I had to ask myself, so why am I struggling? Why do I have an issue with this? I had an issue with it because I actually thought they were better than me. They knew more than me. But apparently, I knew far more than they did. So I began to think that, wait a minute. So why do we have to include a white man on our team before we can even have a chance of getting the bid from CBN. If there's no white person on your team, forget it. You're not getting the contract. Why? Because your own leaders look at your organization and say, I can't give this kind of business to a black man. There has to be a white man on his team. So we had a big issue of victimization, suppression, slavery, mental slavery, even till, till now. And if you look at it, just observe history. If you observe history, you can tell that something is actually wrong with the black man as a race, as a people. Yes, we have some brilliant stars shining here and there, doing well for themselves, but as a people, the black race is at the bottom of the pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid. Educational pyramid, we are at the bottom. We may have geniuses that are doing stuff. As a people, the least educated bunch, the black man. Economically, we are at the bottom of the pyramid. Social structures, we are at the bottom of, this, of the pyramid. And to look at all that, if you are just a rational thinking person, you are not even spiritual, you know something is wrong with the black man. When I say the black man again, I'm talking about the black, the black race. So, so, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this, that there are enough facts based on sheer historical observations that there is an unseen limiter on the black man. So, who is holding the black man down from achieving his potential? This unseen limiter. How come the richest piece of real estate in the whole world, the richest continent in the whole world, is abhorring the poorest people in the whole world? I mean, is it news? that Africa is the richest continent in the world. It isn't. Neither is it news that Africa is harboring the poorest people in the world. Why? Why? Something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with that. There's a, there's a limitation that is on the black man. So the question is, can the black man rise above this victimization of slave mentality? Can the black man actually set himself free? And I know some people will 
argue and say, oh, oh, but pastor, there's nothing really wrong with the black man. You know, I mean, you know, the truth is that facts are facts whether you like it or not. Like someone said, facts do not cease to exist because they are ignored. There are some people that will argue that the spiritual does not exist. Does it change it? The fact that you say, I don't believe in electricity, does it change the fact that there's electricity? It doesn't. But if you are really convinced that you don't believe in electricity, go and touch a live wire that is, you know, then you will be a believer. Praise God. So, before I go further, I want to explain the dynamics of curses. You see, because what the limiting factor, the limiter largely are curses. Curses limit the potential of individuals, of communities, of nations. A curse is a limiter. So, there are things that limit people from achieving their potential. And in this case of the black man, two curses are in, are in operation. And it, it is a third thing. But before we get into all that, dynamics of curses. And for dynamics of curses, the first thing you need to re- re- realize about curses is that a curse costless does not come. An untriggered, undeserved curse is important. Proverbs 26, verse 2. An untriggered and provoked curse, unprovoked, undeserved curse is absolutely important. A curse you don't deserve will take wings and fly away like a sparrow. It can't, I mean, some, some people are just worrying themselves for nothing. You don't deserve it because somebody gets up and says it's cursing you. Go and sleep. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Yeah, but the person is powerful. Pastor is powerful. Listen. Listen. Did you take their goat? Did you take their ram? Did you steal their money? Did you carry their chicken? Did you take their husband? Did you take their wife? Did you, what did you do? Nothing. Go and sleep. Even if you did something, repent. I come under the blood of Jesus. The point is this, the point is this. A curse costless shall not alight. First thing, dynamics of curses. Second is this. A triggered, deserved curse that is pronounced is potent. In fact, that is a no-brainer. Genesis 49. Genesis 49. It says that Reuben, this is Israel speaking, says, Reuben, you are my firstborn. My might, the first fruit of my vigor, excelling in rank and excelling in power. Then he goes on in verse 4, unstable as water, you shall not no longer excel, Reuben, because, because there is a curse, because you went unto your father's bed, then you defiled it, you went up to my couch. So, Triggered, deserved, pronounced curse is potent. Don't wish it away. Don't ignore it. You have to do, you have to do something about it. Praise the name of the Lord. And of course, the, the, the third thing in the dynamics of curses is that a triggered, 
deserved and unpronounced curse is still potent. So, when curses are triggered and they are not pronounced, they are still potent. They are still actually very, very potent. Very, very potent. In, in, in Proverbs 17, Proverbs 17, verse 13, it says that if you repay good with evil, evil will never leave your house. If you repay good with evil, they don't need to curse such a person because such a person is cursed. That's, that's how it is. And, and it's triggered, it's unpronounced, it will still stand. It will stand. Now, back to the story of the black man. The whole earth came from one man, one family, Adam and Eve. And God destroyed the known earth with a flood and preserved the family, the family of Noah. And the whole earth was repopulated by the three sons of Noah. So, Genesis chapter 10, from verse 1. It says, these are the descendants of Noah's son, Shem, Am, and Japheth. Everyone say Shem, Am, and Japheth. Children were born to them after the flood. The descendants of Am, Cush, I was a Cush, Egypt, put a pot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's pronounced. Some, in some places it's P H U T, that's foot or pot or. You know, some places P-U-T-T, some places P-U-T. And Canaan. The descendants of Cush, Seba, Avila, Sapta, Rama, and Septica. The descendants of Rama, Sheba, Didan. Then later on, Cush, became the father of Nimrod. He was the first on earth to become a mighty warrior. So we see that in, if you look at it graphically that the whole earth was, is, was repopulated from Noah. Japheth, seven sons, and the Europeans, people in Europe and Far East Asia. Am, four sons. Southwest Asia, Kenya, and Africa. So we are from Am, right? Praise the Lord. Good. Then Shem, the guys in the Middle East, the, the Shemite, the Semitic people. So we see. And from here, from Am came Cush. From Cush came Nimrod. 
Right? So you're following the family tree. Then down the line came your daddy. Then you. Praise God. So I've just shown your family line from the Bible. You can pay me later. Now, to, to deal with the curse of the black man, to rather to understand the problem of the black man and to solve the problem of the black man for yourself and cooperately as a people. There are three things we need to understand. The first, we need to understand the curse of arm. Secondly, we need to understand the curse of Nimrod. And, and thirdly, we need to understand the dark side of the value system of the black man. Now, when you understand these three and you are able to um, deal with them and sidestep them, then you become free from the problems of the black man. But it's not enough that only you become free or individually we become free. But as a people, the black race needs to become free. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is the thrust of this teaching. That's the trust of this teaching. So the first thing that we need to understand in what's wrong with the black man and overcome, we said is what? The curse of harm. Good. You're listening. The curse of harm. The curse of harm. Now, what's the curse of harm? Genesis 9 from verse 18. Are we still together? Okay, you're following? Good. It says, the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Am, and Japheth. Am, who was the youngest, was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah. And from this the whole earth was peopled. From these three, the whole earth was peopled, was populated. Noah, a man of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank some of the wine and became drunk. And he lay, he lay uncovered in his tent. Shayo was a bastard. Shayo is a bastard. And Shayo will be... <laughs> Look at that. Responsible guy. God trusted him with, with creation. Basically, his creation. To preserve mankind. He did an amazing work. He was a disciplined man. He was riotous. And he got his breakthrough. And he went to drink. To stupor. Back to the story. And Am, the father of Canaan, they keep emphasizing, Am is the father of Canaan. Am is the father of Canaan. Am is the father of Canaan. Saw the nakedness of his father. 
and told his two brothers outside. In other words, he, he, what actually happened is that he, he, he made a, he made a, I mean, a jest of his father's nakedness, you know, and went to tell, come and see you, come and see your dad, drunk like a bastard, lying down naked in the, I mean, What you do with your father's nakedness determines whether you are cursed or you are blessed. Praise the Lord. It's huge. It's huge. Your father is a man. He may not even be of the caliber of Noah. Noah can make a mistake. Your father can make a mistake. If you laugh at his nakedness, you have your portion. If you cover his nakedness, you have your portion. And as you will see here, as we go on, it's, it's a very heavy thing. Everything. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid on both their shoulders and walked backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan. I'm the father of Canaan. I'm the father of Canaan. I'm the father of Canaan. When he got up, he said, Cursed be Canaan. Lowest of slaves shall he be to his brothers. He also said, blessed by the Lord, my God, be shame. <laughs> That's huge. And let Canaan be his slave. Everything is played out in history. What has happened here? Everything. May God make space for Japheth. However, let him live in the tent of Shem. But let Canaan be their slave. We see this play out in history. Because of what they did with the nakedness of their father, their destinies were determined. Immediately. He blessed Shem. He blessed Japheth. But if you were here last week, he still lowered Japheth's own and said, you will be great, but Shem will be greater. You will be under his tent. If you, in the first season, I think I explained that a little bit more. But for Am, he said, Cursed the Canaan. Lowest of slaves, which means it's not only the blacks that have been enslaved in history. Do you know that? There are other nationalities that have been enslaved. The Irish were enslaved. But they broke out of it. But he didn't just say being enslaved. He says the lowest of slaves. Lowest of slaves. So, when we look at the things that the black man is dealing with. 
they are huge. They are deep. But it is not a hopeless situation. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, no, it is not. So, there's a school of thought that, that would say that the black race should accept their lot, their prophetic destiny. They are made to be slaves and they should embrace it. But we reject that in the name of Jesus. Yeah, even preachers, even pastors, white pastors, how convenient. Some of them, not a lot. <laughs> Particularly back in the day, the very powerful ones. They've done amazing things for God. Great things. Their work endured till today. But they supported the paradigm that the black man should embrace his destiny and be slaves. I didn't want to mention their names, ATM service. I still will not mention their names. <laughs> because if I mention their names, you'll be shocked. Because these are men that will read their works today. You won't even want to touch their books again. These are men that their churches are around us, close to us right now. But, <laughs> I won't mention anything. <laughs> because that's how God is. God is merciful. Their weakness will not destroy the work. His work. Do you understand? So, they said the black men should embrace their destiny. That's one school of thought. But we, as a people, in the name of Jesus, we reject that in the mighty name of Jesus. That is why it will take a black man that understands scriptures that can preach what I'm preaching today. That's true. That's true. If you are waiting for a white man to preach it, it will never happen. It will never happen. But it's all in the Bible. And again, we love whites, we love Asians, we love, we, I'm not preaching hate here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We love everybody. Who make the mistakes they make, they made. However, truth be told, another school of thought is mostly, you know, peddled by black pastors. Scholars in their own rights. But I disagree with their conclusion. And their conclusion is this. That, because I've read their books, I've read a lot of those books on black history. By solid guys. And their conclusion is this. That the black man was excluded from the curse. Because, and their argument is that if you look at the, the tree of arm, of, um, arm, so if you have arm here, so arm, Edward, Canaan, Edward, Cush, Ad, Pot, and add Egypt. The argument was Noah's curse was 
Let Canaan be the lowest of slaves. That Cush, Port, and Egypt were exempt from the curse. But that is wrong. Because if you understand scriptures, many times God will, will talk about, um, uh, in this case particularly, I'm the father of Canaan. Before you go to the curse, you kept, you kept saying, I'm the father of Canaan. I'm the father of Canaan. I'm the father of Canaan. Let Canaan be, be, be cursed. Why he said let Canaan be cursed is that he was causing the strength of arm. He was causing the strength of arm. And it included every other sibling of Canaan and Am. That is one. That's why that school of thought is faulty. That's one. Secondly, is this. In the dynamics of curses, we explained that a curse that is not pronounced is still valid. So, so if, you, if, if somebody you, does good to you, to the, another person, and the person repays him with evil... He doesn't need to curse him. The person is cursed. If you see the nakedness of your father and you make a jest of it, there's a curse on your head. Noah didn't need to curse Am. Am was cursed. Praise the name of the Lord. Thirdly, if you read that account... Noah blessed Japheth, blessed Shem. He didn't say anything about Am. So if they are blessing all the children and they bless everybody, they don't bless you. What does that mean? <laughs> you know? So to say that that cause does not affect Kush, it's a, it's a grave mistake. That have been preached and many people have ignored it. That aspect. And it's not helping the black man. So, we see that the, 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 both are incorrect. Both are incorrect. And if you look at the part two of season one of the black man, we talked about sidestepping the curse of the black man. You know, I mean, we're going to talk about a little bit of that next um, time at part two of, of um, the black man of this series. So, we see the first thing is that there's actually a potent force in play concerning the black man is the curse of arm because he mocked the nakedness of his father. Boom! It happened to him. And that's why the, the black man, the black man, you see, no one except the forces hand you over. Nobody can enslave anybody. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, the nation of the black man, as in, was literally handed over to Japheth in the slave trade. Then some to Shem. According to the curse. And today, even though the slave, well, legally, slave trade is over, but you know that economic slavery is still going on. And it's still very rife and potent. But in the name of Jesus, we are the generation that will change that narrative. Say amen. amen. So, what's wrong with the black man? The first thing you need, to, you need to begin to understand about the black man is the cause of harm. It has to be dealt with. The second is what? The cause of Nimrod. The cause of Nimrod. In Genesis chapter 10, verse 8, 
says, Cush became the father of Nimrod. And he, Nimrod, was the first on earth to become a mighty warrior. If you go on to verse 10, it says, He, Nimrod, he built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia with cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, Kalben. From there, he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rebothir, Kala, Risen, the great city located between Nineveh and Kala. So what's, what's this? The, the, the fact is this, that the black man was the first to become great, build cities, and establish civilization on earth. The first civilization was established by the black man, led by a man called Nimrod. Before we had Western civilization, we had the black civilization. Yes, the Western civilization destroyed the black civilization, but the black civilization preceded the Western civilization. So, Nimrod was a black man. He built cities. In fact, when um, Columbus arrived at the U.S., at America, Christopher Columbus is documented that apart from meeting the native Indies, that he met black people in the United States of America, not slaves. They had industries going. But you won't see that in history, I mean in popular history. You won't. And they were there were cities that were exported from Nimrod. And Nimrod was the same guy that, that, that felt that, listen, guys, I mean, so that what grandpa says that the flood came and, and, and swept everybody off. Let's build a tower that will reach up to heaven. Have you heard that story before? In Genesis 11. Let's build a tower that will reach up to heaven so that when a flood comes, we will be safe. And they began to build it. And the Bible says that God said they would have achieved it. You look at the possible. How can you build a tower that reaches heaven? Even with today's technology, can you even begin to think about how you want to do that? But then they had the tech to do it in the black civilization. They had it. We're going to build a tower, we get to heaven. Everyone had to come down and scatter their language. Nimrod was that powerful. He, he, he conquered Japheth, conquered Shem, brought everybody together. Everybody, it was the world power. The first world power was the black nation. It was the black nation. And everybody was prospering under the black man. There was no segregation. There was no um, <laughs> racism, you know, and all that. So, so what happened to Nimrod? I mean, because, I mean, Nimrod... So we probably look at that. We can see from just historical facts, and these are not only biblical facts, they are historical facts. They are, they are documentations outside of the Bible that support everything I'm saying. There's no time. I will I'll be very happy to present them. So we can see that when we look at the black man's historical dominance, that we can see what kind of future is capable of attaining. 
You can begin to imagine what kind of future we can attain as a people. If the pyramid that was built in Egypt by black men is still being studied today with all our technology, and they still don't understand how they're able to carry that, the weight of those stones to that height. Which means they had superior technology at the time, but was wiped off. Praise the name of the Lord. So we see that once you can tackle this, what we think is great today will be child's play. I pray in the name of Jesus that the black man, that is the black race, will arise in the name of Jesus and fulfill its potential. Right now, it's a fact. The Asians are ahead of us. And it's okay to use their technology. The whites are way ahead of us. And it's okay to use their technology. But we are coming. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) We are coming. We are coming. And these things are so pivotal to are to the emancipation of the black man. And we need to understand it from scriptures. So, what was the problem? What happened? What was the problem? The first was, was trying to have an ambition that is not in line with God. So, the scattering happened. But that still didn't get rid of the dominance of, of Nimrod, of, 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 the, of the black civilization. So, what happened? What happened was, at the time... At the time, the black civilization, black men, the black, they are very spiritual. Very, very spiritual. We, out of, the, out of the, um, all the races, the black is more spiritual, in tune with the spirit. I mean, that is for another day. But you would agree with me that that is correct. And it was being applied to idol worship idolatry, all sorts of things that really upset God. And it got so bad that Nimrod himself challenged God openly. He, 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 he waved his fist to, to God, to heaven, and challenged the God of heaven. Can you imagine that madness? Challenge the God of heaven. You know, because when you become so powerful, and it's happening today, we see, we see the bane of Western civilization they began to say that their own is, they, they, they're doing it in nice ways. It's a secularism. There's nothing like God. Remove God from everything. Nimrod, we've seen it before in history. It's Nimrod. We know what happened to that civilization. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. But the foolish thing about men is that we don't learn from cycles. We don't, we don't learn a lot from cycles. We should, but we don't. So, he waved his fist and, of course, God didn't answer him immediately. Then he gathered his army together. There are a lot of accounts on how Nimrod went down. All of them point to a violent death. All of them. You know? But the one that I think had a lot of evidence to support it was, is the one I'm going to talk about. And that is the one that a, a, um, a colony of 
gnats, G-N-A-T. It's like, like insects, you know. Insects attacked his army. And one of them entered his nose and borrowed his, borrowed his way to his brain and stayed there. That is Nimrod's brain. And ate it for eight years. That was how he died. Of course, they had accounts. But all of them violent deaths. So the point is, like Isaiah says, Isaiah 45, verse 9, says, how bad it will be for anyone to dispute with the one who created him. That's how bad it will be. It, 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 in the original, it means, woe is he, cursed is he, that strives with his maker. Woe is it, cursed is he that strives with his maker. So, the truth is, idolatry, from the time of Nimrod to the present day, is a major problem for the black man. Major problem for the black man. Idolatry. Either that of idols, direct idols, or self. Or self. It's a big challenge for the black man. So, for you to, for the black race to be emancipated, there has to be liberty and freedom from the curse of harm. There has to be liberty and freedom from the curse of of Nimrod. And number three, the third reason for the problem of the black man is the dark side of the black value system. Every value system has a dark side. The eastern value systems has a dark side. They have good sides, they have dark sides. The western value systems, they have good sides, they have dark sides. But since we are looking at the black black race. You're looking at the, the value system of the, of the black man. Praise the name of the Lord. So not all is bad. We have a lot of values that are good, but it is a bad one that is giving us problems. So let's look at the bad ones. You know, Genesis 10 verse 9 tells us that he, Nimrod, and by representation, you know, because the, the, the culture is shaped by the leader. Was a hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. A deviation from his grandfather, who was, um, who was a farmer. Who was a farmer. And that is the difference between the value systems. Because the value system of the hunter is different from the value system of a farmer. The, the hunter is, 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 don't, doesn't have the value system of cultivation. The hunter is point and kill. The hunter is not interested in little goats. When they are growing up, he ignores them. He looks for the, the big one and point and kill. Meanwhile, the farmer will take this, the, the baby chicks and, and, the, and cultivate it 
opens a barn, feed them, you know, tends and waits and, you know, does what it needs to do and watch them grow. That is the major challenge. So what we'll see immediately that when we look at the dark side of the black man's, the value of the black man, the first thing that jumps out at us is instant gratification. Instant gratification. The black man has a challenge of wanting instant gratification. From generation to generation, the name has changed from make it. I want to make it. I want to make it. You, you, had, an, you had a chat with the person. Okay, you want to make it. What do you want to do? I don't know, but I want to make it. I just want to make it. Then from make it, it became, it became what? No, no, before I'm a, Arrive. You know, I've arrived. I want to, you know, I want to arrive. Arrive where? With what? Then it became Amma, right? So I just want to Amma. Then it became blue. Abi, did I get the progression? Okay, you know the progression of what I mean. But you understand what I'm saying. I want to blow. You want to blow what? A bomb? You want to explode? <laughs> you know, Pastor, I just want to blow. I want us to pray so I can make it. At the back of that is a craving for instant gratification that was embedded by the culture. The negative culture. And that is why the, 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 the Shylocks and, and, and all these guys that take advantage of, oh, your miracle is going to happen now. You know, they, they just rip people, rob people blind. Why? Because they know that people want instant gratification. So they, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable stuff. There was a video that I saw. I mean, just this, it just irritates me. Now, as you are watching this video, the money you did not work for is going to locate you. I'm like, come on. When the Bible says that we bless the works of your hand, God can accelerate your work. But you have to work. So people are sitting down. They just want just that breakthrough. And, and the criminals, they know that. So they, will, they cloak as pastors. All sorts of titles. I don't want to... I mean, so it's not about busy with anybody. But... All sorts of titles out there. And people will say, oh, you need to bring this. You need to bring that seed. You need to bring this. I'm like, why? Because people want instant gratification. Does God do miracles? Yes. Does he do it instantly? Yes. But not from a wilderness experience. If you see a miracle and you just see a miracle, you don't know how it came about. You're in the wilderness. That's why they call it manna. Manna means what is it? They just come out. Manna falls from heaven. They don't know how it is made. But when you enter the promised land as a child of God, then you will sow and you will reap. You will plant and you will harvest. You will work the system of heaven. God will send rain on your land. At its due time. 
It's a totally different paradigm. You still need a miracle for the rain. Totally different paradigms. But the, 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 the instant gratification has held the race bound for centuries. For centuries. Instant gratification. Another of the dark side of the, the value system of the black man is idolatry. It's idolatry. It's idolatry. The need or the feeling to, have, to worship another God or to look for what is not missing. To bow before idols. And sometimes the, the idols, they've been funkified these days. They're on Instagram. Love portion so that a man can fall in love with you. Idolatry. So you buy it. They say, you just put it here. So when you see him, just like this. Just flash it. He will just be following you like Mumu. I kid you not. The amount of young ladies that think that's what they need to do. They are not increasing in value. They are not becoming better people. They, I mean, if you are a person of value, you cannot lack a man. That's how it is. Think, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. The idolatry takes over. Idolatry. And you see, when you look at what the people that try to propagate it in another, I mean, to another, I mean, intellectual sect, would, they, they would say some things like, oh, Christianity is the religion of the white man. Have you heard that before? That is coming from uh, um, a school of thought that is shallow in thought. <laughs> Christianity is the religion of a white man. How is that so? Of course not. Oh, they used colonialism. They gave us, they gave us the Bible and they told us to close our eyes. And by the time we opened our eyes, we had the Bible, they had the land. Have you heard that before? Did that happen? Actually, yes, that happened. Did the West use Christianity to bamboozle us? Yes, they did. But you see, God works in mysterious ways. Mysterious ways. The same way there are quotes and unquote pastors that are leaving these shows that are going to set up churches across the world and they are defrauding people. Do you know that? They're defrauding people. But God works in mysterious ways. But the, the, the gospel, Christianity itself, didn't come from the West. It didn't come from Japheth. Christianity came from Shem. There was a man called Jesus born in Israel. Who was not a white man? Who was a Jew? Who was God in man? That died on the cross and rose again the third day and said to his disciples, Go to all nations and preach the gospel. And even though it came through the West to us, Christianity is not a white man religion. Christianity is the religion of Jehovah that came through Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we still together? 
So we see here the dark side of the black man's value system. Instant gratification, idolatry, disloyalty to his own people, disloyalty to his own race. One of the greatest crimes against the black man was done and is being done by the black man. It's not the whites, it's not the Asians. We're selling all our inheritances to the, to the, to the East. We're making us <laughs> second citizens, even attempting that in our, in our countries. It's not, the, it's not the white man today. It's the black man. It's the black man. You see, the slave trade, as we know it, used to be slave raid. So the, the whites would come from Portugal, from, from Spain, you know, from Europe and all that, and come in like warships and attack from the shores, right? When they attack, the black man organized, set up his own army, fight back. The whites were dying by the thousands. So they, they will retreat. They will come again. They will retreat. But they, they are smart. They studied us. They saw that we are people that are not loyal to his own. We are disloyal to our own people. So they will go and meet the chief and say, we come in peace. Then they will give him snuff. You know what snuff is? They will give him a mirror. Eh? You look at him and say, eh? Eh? They will give him bola heart. And the guy will say, pack 200, 200 young men from pack. Yeah, take 200 men. For snuff, mirror, bullet. The ones that are able to give 1,000, they give them walking stick. 1,000. Disloyal. Of course, we will have some shining stars here and there, like Jaja Wokbobo, that will stand and protect his people. And they will now have to exile him to the Caribbean islands. We have a few stars there, but I'm talking about generally. We are a people that are disloyal to their own kind. The people, I mean, some people, if you see them talk about black people, you will think they are white. You have to look at their skin, and they are usually very black. You have to look at their skin and say, ah, oh, oh God, I'm even yellower than you. <laughs> Hatred for blacks. Listen, regardless, regardless of what it is, if that means it's what you have that you celebrate if because of your small miniature life experience you curse your father's house you abuse your mother's house you curse your race it's to your shame it's to your shame they saw that these people were disloyal to their own. So, they changed it from slave raid to slave trade. So, we'll give you stuff. They didn't give them money, actually. They didn't give them things of, but they started with, with those items I mentioned. You know, and they became, and interestingly, we still celebrate people that made their wealth through slave trade. 
like Madame Tinubu of Lagos. Like, oh, I said I won't mention anybody's name. I can mention a lot, and we, 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 we set up statues to, to recognize them. For what? For what? You should tear down those things. I celebrate the right people. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we still together? Good. Should I slow down? Should I? Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. The crab mentality. Crab mentality. Crab mentality. What's the crab mentality? Crab mentality is we are good together. We like Ashwebi. You know Ashwebi? We like uh, all of us. Uh, this is our family. But as soon as one person wants to begin to make progress, that break out from the clan, everybody joins hands and pull, pull the person down. Has anybody experienced that before? Or have you seen this at play? It is so bad. It is so bad that people even begin to protect their children. They tell their children not to aspire. They tell their children not to dream big. Because if you dream big, ah, I don't want to lose a child. I don't want to... You know, I, I waited before God gave you to me. So, just be... I told you about one of the ourselves. I mean, I think it says it well, one of the ourselves of my, of my uh, parents-in-law. And, you know, usually we send them to school and, you know, to university level. And, and they become great people. I mean, I, I mean, one of them, even, it's, it's my friend on social media. She's, she has a family. She has about three children. She's a graduate. She's doing so well. But she started as a house help. So, that's, that's, that's what is done. So, this boy came and, you know, very intelligent guy. Put him in school. The guy that has never seen the four walls of the school. In a short time, he was topping his class. I mean, his mom came, saw him. That they said, where is he? He said, he's going to school. Say, school. He came back from school. The guy was beaming, bright. The mom begged that, please, remove him from school. That I don't want them to kill him for me. Eh... Uh, I don't know if it was the only son. I can't remember the details of that. But she, and she was making passionate. This is the mom. Of course, she was defied. And the boy continued his school. One day, she just came and carried the boy back to the village. That's the end. Why? Because she was afraid of the crabs. She was afraid. That's the, the black man, it's the dark side. This has nothing to do with colonialism. That is the dark side of our value system. Number five. There are eight of them. And number five is, 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 is so interesting because we see it over and over again. I was watching CNN and they were celebrating on Club 100 years as in companies are existed for 100 years. Single generational thinking. Single generational thinking. Because of space, I just shut in it. Single generational thinking, which means when we have prosperous people, they mostly think in one generation. They mostly think in one generation. So by the time they die, so they say things like, ah, what my own hard earned money, I'm not going to give one child. So they would rather chop and quench than 
pass on wealth to the next generation. The lack of succession plans. Yeah, there are a few exceptions here and there. But if you check the whites, by the time a white guy is starting out life, he's starting with many of them at least $100,000. Some of them a million dollars. Some of them more than a million dollars. You heard what the president of the United States said that it's, when he was starting out, his father gave him a meager $1 million. One small money like that. And we, we abuse him. We say, oh, is, is, is it an ingrate? Well, maybe, I don't know. But the, he, he ex, he's, he's exposing a culture that we are not used to, to us. Maybe his friend is getting $50 million to start off. Now you have to compete. Your children have to compete. I mean, the, the black guy is still on ground zero. And he's still trying to understand the cost of Nimrod, the cost of arm. With zero capital. Then he's, he's starting life with someone that has a million dollars, has a system that is working. So disadvantaged. We need to start thinking in generations. We need to start thinking in generations. Because we can change it. Number repressive culture. So, so this one guy that becomes a chief, that becomes a big guy, at least in the town of the blind, the one eye guy is, would repress everybody. He doesn't mind feeding people. He doesn't mind giving people money so that he can become um, the local champion. They were singing Ranka Didi, Ranka Didi. You know, and the queuing, you have beggars, you are not doing anything to give them sustainable future, but you, you, you can feed them and do Sarah and, you know. But you need to keep them down, repressive. The dark side of the black man's value system, abuse of women. Abuse of women. No, I mean, if you check, largely, the woman is like the property of her husband in a lot of cultures in the black race. It's like a property. It's like justice, 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 justice is property, rather. Abuse of women. Rampant, huge. Dark. Emergency nature. Lastminute.com. You know you have a deadline. You know. But because you're a black man and you're under that curse, you will leave everything to last. Then you'll be sweating. You'll be sweating last minute. You'll be sweating, sweating. Then when something now goes wrong, you say it's the devil. It's not the devil. You did not plan. You did not plan. You did not plan. So we see that this is huge and this is from the dark side of the value system. However, the, the effects of slavery and colonization that is after slavery, the effects of colonization has actually caused a whole lot of more problems for the, for the black man, a whole lot of more problems for the black man. You know, again, 
we, the, you, we need to extract. You need to see it. Next week, we are going to be, uh, in part two, we are going to be looking at that system and how to overcome it. Praise the name of the Lord. So we see that beyond the dark side of the black valley system, so just see beyond here, kind of. <laughs> we have, this is from Africa to the U.S., to the Caribbeans, everywhere the black, everywhere blacks are. And this, honestly, is not from our values. This is direct effects of slavery. Physical slavery, economic slavery, mental slavery, and colonization, and imperialist setup, where there's still a lot of control, even though Countries are free. You know, countries are free. They have their freedom. But as at the last time I checked, did you know that the central bank of French-speaking African country, guess where it is? It's in France. All their money till today. They may have a representation of the central bank here that will make sure that. But all the money is there. Then they will, then you send them your budget. Then they will approve Till today, they will approve how much they can. Then in exchange, we'll give you military support. I don't want to say to hell with your military support. Because I'm preaching, so I should say that. (laughs) Are you feeling what I'm feeling? You must detest this thing. It's injustice. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to deal with the consequence of centuries of slave in slavery and close to centuries of colonization that we had to endure as a people, as a people. Regardless, it affects everybody. A few have been able to deal with it. But as a people, it's showing up. And number one is poor governance. Leadership crisis, inept, incompetent leadership. The black man had never had a problem with leadership. Never. Because our our style of leadership is different. Democracy doesn't work for us. Don't you know that? Democracy is not the best form of government. Of course not. That's even too clear in the world. We can learn from it, obviously, but what we have is set up to put the barbaric in power. What we have is set up to put the base of us in power. Whenever, however, by stroke of chance or luck, one person gets into power that is sound. Japheth and Shem collaborate to assassinate him. 
I can, I can tell you history. Names upon names upon names. I'm trying to stay away from names. So I just look at the facts. From Burkina Faso to Congo to South Africa to Nigeria. They gang up and they make sure it doesn't. But they will find the system that we have, that they've given us, that can only produce as it is, as it is the base of us as leaders. A classic example. Someone that I know was going to run for governor, governor of some state. He had, of course, he has a lot of money by himself. He's resigned from, he's taking sabbatical from, from work and he had a blueprint. Very intelligent guy who had to turn the state around. So, but he had a, a, a sponsor, a godfather. <laughs> you know, because many times you think you need to work with the old system so that you can, you know, if you succeed in working with the old system, by the time you get there, you have become a barbarian yourself. So, it took him to meet with the main guys that will make things happen. So, he sat before them and they were asking him very straight questions. The guy brought his plans, his blueprint, he brought the projector. He said, Ogafi, you let know. Leave that one. He said, so, he wants to show them how we will transform the state. He said, leave that one. They looked at him. They said to him, Shule Payon means, can you kill somebody? The guy said, he started sweating. He said, no, 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 this is a, this is a democratic, civilized. Shule Payon. Long story short, he left the place depressed. His, his godfather was in a meeting. By the time he went out, his godfather told him, you're a fool. You are a big fool. So you cannot kill. <laughs> they just tossed him aside that if you want to take this thing, you must be ready to, if it comes to that, That's the system we run. It can only produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're you thinking of some state governor that is doing this and doing that. Don't let me talk. Let me stay on track. <clears throat> disunity. Disunity. Breeds. So, the colonial thing has fostered disunity. Largely, the Africans are united. Though. They are very they are communal, you know, in a way, in a large sense, but it's, it's gone. I can't unpack that. It's a lot, you know, um, because um, let, me, let me talk a little bit about that. <laughs> you know, disunity because all progress is, is, is group work. All progress. If you check, all progress is group work. All progress of any race, of any nation is group work. If you are a lone star, you make money, soon the people around you, they will kill you. That's the problem that the 
elites are going to face or are facing currently in Nigeria because we are, it's, it's a time bomb. So you, you are driving a C-class whose tire does not touch the ground. And you are passing in a place people have not eaten. After a while, they will begin to pellet your car. Because that's what's going to happen. Nobody needs to start a revolution. You are arresting someone that's mountain revolution. Don't worry. It's going to, it's going to be automatic. Am I prophesying doom? No. But if you consider the way it's going, it's going to happen. President of the world. All progress is group work. But because of colonial, the, 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 the slave mentality, the black person now feels largely, I need to, to um, undo this person to Rather than link hands, I need to undo this person to get her head. So, I mean, in, in season one, one of our, our children, one of our sons from here that is, that's, that's in the U.S., that is in med school, called me after listening to the message, and he was like, wow, that's, he, 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 now he understands. That used to bother him. He now told me his experience. That they finished one major exam, and he scored maybe 87 it is something. And it's really brilliant. And everybody in the class were 95, 98. Nine, ah. So when he said this, it is something, I thought, okay, that's not bad. You know, and I saw he wasn't happy. And it was like, it was like, and the reason is, so in the med school, the, the Chinese, they have a reading group. The um, Indians, they have a reading group. And no, 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 no. The blacks, they also have a reading group. But there was a past question that was available. The Chinese, one person got it, shared it amongst everybody. Indians, one person got it, shared it amongst everybody. He says his friend, the same black group, got it, kept it to himself. So when he now got 90 something, I said, ah, that is, it's better than this boy now. How can he get, and I was like, ah, you don't see the past uh, question. They gave us now. He almost fainted. So, the Indians are going to come out better. The Chinese are going to come out better. The Americans are going to come out better. But the blacks, only one person is a star. Going around, that's how I start doing. <laughs> it's a big problem. It's a big problem. I can talk more on that, but for our time. But I just believe I need to unpack this properly. Do you understand? Do, you need to get it. Now, so this, the corruption also, for instance. Did you know that in Italy, the, the black man is not corrupt? It's not part of our value system. We detest it so much that in the great Benin Empire, do you know there were no doors? If you steal something here, they will burn you. In fact, before you get there, they've caught you. The, what they will do with you? No, in fact, your family will hate you. you have, it's, it's, there's a pride in family name. When you want to sell stuff in the market, you just put your goods there and walk away. The person that wants to buy it goes there, take your goods, put the money there, and walk away. 
If you try it today, <laughs> both the goods and the money. So we have to be, build burglary proofs. You have to, you have to secure things. You know, and all that are direct fallout of slavery. When the British burnt down Bini Empire, they created chaos. But we forgive them. But we will rebuild in Jesus' name. So did this syndrome I call it the shutting the donor dependency syndrome. I mean, I can talk more a lot about that nations, you know, depending on donor. Why on earth should Nigeria have um, any form of donor? Why do we need any form of donor from anybody in the world? Why? There's no reason on earth. Yet, we have governors that will go and beg for donors. We have the federal government is asking for this loan, asking for this grant. This, it shows that they are daft. I'm sorry, no disrespect. But they are daft. Why would you produce crude then you will import petrol? When the refining process say no brainer, say no brainer, can do it in your kitchen. Distillation practically that's what it is. Heat it up, everything comes out at different temperatures. That is it. In fact, we have refineries that are built by local guys that are working. What does the federal government do? Goes there and break it down. Break it down. Does that even make sense? Crab mentality. <laughs> that is that it's a sign of a curse. We have leaders that are cursed. Well, I hope DSS will show up my house. <laughs> I really don't care. Honestly, I don't. Um, direct fallout. Immigration. It is. The black man, we, the trans-Saharan trade, we go from place to place, but you always come back home. When you go, they welcome you because you have brought value. You have come to buy their goods. You have come to bring business to them. But now, I mean, I was reading recently that Israel, the people of Israel are saying the, the black immigrants, 52% of Israel agreed in a poll that the black immigrants are a cancer to the nation. And that's how a lot of nations feel about us. Why? Because when we go there, we don't add value. I mean, when I say we, I'm not talking about, there are individuals that add value, don't get me wrong. If you look at part one, at, and we celebrated them, and we mentioned their names, but as a people, you enter a place, you run it down. You run it down. It begins to smell like a jegule. I kid you not. I've been to even churches in the, in the US. Or you, you enter the church, you think you're in Oshodi. And it is the same. So these people detest us. And you think they detest us because they are racist. No. 
They detest us because they are seeing what we are doing to their land. They are seeing what we are doing to their children. They are seeing what we are doing to their communities. Okay, you can argue, but they did worse to us, but that's not the point. The point is, we are to be better. There will be no immigration. They'll be begging us to come, which they used to, by the way. So now, you have to queue for visa. Now they say they, they ban Nigeria. God punish devil. <laughs> it's devil I said. <laughs> I mean, it's such an insult. When you have the, the, the view from where the black man is coming from and why we are where we are today, it's such an insult. Again, I'm not talking about it from a personal standpoint. I'm talking about it from a collective standpoint. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, as long as this earth belongs to Jesus, I don't have a problem with this earth in the country. I've never had, I will never have. There is no country. It doesn't exist. That I want to go to. I stay for as long as I want. That I will be refused. It's not possible. Because of my calling. And I didn't call myself. But it's not enough for me to sit and say I'm okay. No. My people are not okay. So how can I be okay? And that's the difference. Look at the Jews. Look at Daniel. Daniel was in the palace. He was the prime minister. But he was fasting. He was crying. Why? Daniel was okay. But then I said, how can I be okay when Jerusalem is in ruins? Nehemiah says to the king, how can my countenance be nice? I'm drinking, eating from the table. When Jerusalem's walls are broken down. Ezra, they couldn't be okay. But the black man will be okay. Because he's in, 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 uh, in dollars. And he says, I am, I am any more than 99% of all black people. You're a fool. A big fool. Because you, you have no business being okay. If your people are not okay. And and, and that is what moves God's hand. That's what moves God's hand. That's why God could not ignore Daniel. That's why God could not ignore Nehemiah. That's why God could not ignore Jeremiah. That's why God could not ignore Ezra. That's why God could not ignore those guys because they carried the burden for the people. The black man, once he is fine, if he talk down through his nose to everybody else, it's a sign of a curse. And the curse will be broken. In the name of Jesus. Colonial heritage causes confusion. That this, uh, this, I can, if I start unpacking this, it's huge. People are confused. I told you how I wore Dashiki. Dashiki. And I was feeling happy with myself. And, and I, I modeled it to my daughter. I said, how do I look? I said, Dad, you're going to wear that. I said, how do I look? She said, you look funny. I said, you to Buba. That's what you're going to be wearing going forward. <laughs> you don't do anything. Because <laughs> you can't be conflicted. We are Africans. 
it's okay, you can wear shirt. I'm not saying you should throw away because that's another thing. We can learn from their technology, we can use their goods, it's fine, but we should leapfrog it and not deny our own heritage. After all, the West copied streetlight technology from Benin Empire. A hundred years before there was streetlight in London, there was streetlight in, in Benin City. I'm not making it up. Check. Historical facts. It's in the public domain. Check. So I'm not, I'm not damning. I'm not, you know, say, oh, civilization is bad. Education is bad. No. We take fish and bone. Take the fish, spit out the bone. Which obviously builds to the faulty education system because, you know, we want to, we want to swallow everything. So you go to this school. We are doing British curriculum. You go to that school. They are American. This is rubbish. And they are saying it with pride. And I look at the teacher's mouth. I say, it's coming out of your mouth. It's sad. Because even in our schools, the history of Nigeria has not been taught. It was removed. Yeah. Substituted with Arabic. We've been raped as a people. But we need to turn that back. No one is talking about it. Because we'd rather hear someone from a white man. If you hear someone from a white man, they will never talk about these issues. No, 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 no. They won't. They can't. Not because they hate us, but because it's, they are not wearing the shoe. They're not. They can't even articulate it. But God will raise a savior. In fact, God will raise saviors. Even from God's favorite house. That will arise and change the narrative of the black man. And of course, everything leads to self-image issue. So that's see self-image issue. Yeah. I didn't change it. So I just used the previous slides and changed the stuff. So this last one is not imagining nature. That was from the value system. Self-image. We don't know who we are anymore. We need to change that. We need to know who we are. Some months ago, I was, I was, I was playing golf in, in Chicago with some black American guy that is just a pretty decent golfer. Very good player, actually. He just did this DNA. You know, they have this tool now that will tell you where you are from, your roots. So, took his blood. They profiled him. They said he was from, he was Igbo from Nigeria. So, when he heard my accent and he, he says where am I from, I told him I'm Nigeria. Say with I'm Yoruba from Nigeria. He started crying. He said, you're my brother. Oh, my brother. I say, hey, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> brother, okay. you know, I mean, so, says, oh, and it, was, it meant so much to him because for him, he, they are lost. He says he wants to come, that he will come with me. The next time I will come with him, I will take him to him. I say, uh, be careful, oh. you go to, you go to Krika, <laughs> the way you are, no, you are holding, I say, my evil brother. You can't do that too. 
I think, but I will hand you over to my daughters. I have sons and daughters I can trust that will take you to a bar, a hair, and nice places, and you will connect to your roots. <laughs> I will. We are coming together. Maybe the next time. <clears throat> but, 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 but the point is this. We don't know what we have. We want to uproot ourselves from our roots. Meanwhile, the ones that have been uprooted, they are crying. They are doing all sorts of crazy things because they have no sense of identity. They don't know who they are. They don't have a language. In the U.S., for instance, it is only the black Americans that don't have a language. The Chinese Americans, they have their language. The Korean Americans, they have their language. All the Indian Americans, they have their language. The Jewish, the Jewish community, they speak Hebrew. They have their language. The black community, they don't have a language. They don't. So they are up to all sorts of vices. Praise the name of the Lord. We need to understand that when we engage these questions that we started with as we round up. Who is holding the black man back from achieving his potential? Why is the richest continent, Africa, inhabited by the poorest people? Uh, you are beginning to see the answers, right? They are coming up. By the time we are done, by the grace of God, you will have the tools empowered to liberate your, your own community in Jesus' name. Can this victimization and slave mentality be overcome? Yes, we can change the story. We can change the narrative. John 10.10, Jesus said in John 10.10, that the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The answer to it all is Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is not an Oibo man's religion. No, he's not. Jesus is the son of God given to man by whom we can be saved. Delivered from the curse of Ham, delivered from the curse of Nimrod, set free from the negative value systems. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Let's, let's clap for God. Let's give God a big hand, a big hand, a big hand, a big hand, a big hand. I want to pray with you. If you are here, you're like, Father, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. That is you. Put up your hand wherever you are. Quickly. We are saying, should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I want to rededicate my life. Can I? Yes, you can. If you're in any of those two categories, you want to give your life and rededicate your life, you don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you. God bless you. There's a hand right there. Pull up that hand. God bless you, sir. There's a hand there. Put it up over your head. Over your head. The ushers, please attend to those hands that are up. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. The instructions are scrolling. That is me. God bless you. Keep the hands up until you get the card. I'm going to pray with you in a bit. Father, we thank you for everyone that is surrendering to you even right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Even here and online, we ask that you breathe upon them, Lord. Reveal yourself to them. Change their lives totally, totally. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus mighty name. We are afraid. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord, for his kindness, his mercy.